Good morning and welcome to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. I'm your host, John Sumpter, and today we're going to be talking with Simon Oldham, who is the CEO and co-founder of QJumpers, a New Zealand-based applicant tracking system starting to make inroads in the United States. How are you, Simon? Hi, John. Nice to hear from you. And I really like that intro music. It's almost James Bondish, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's mystery movie stuff, yeah. So why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself? <laughs> okay, yeah, so like Sean said, my name's Simon Oldham, and I uh, helped to co-found Jumpers back in uh, 2005 in, in New Zealand. And I guess a, a little bit of background as to why I, I got into doing what we're doing now is Mm. I think my family had a um, the first home laptop, not a laptop, but the first home computer in my little hometown back in the late 1970s. It was like, I remember, it was an Apple II Plus. And uh, my dad was trying to get a program to work out who was going to win all the horse races. <laughs> and so I uh, got onto this little computer and started learning how to program and code, made some pretty basic games, and that got my interest in technology back then. So I've always had that kind of interest in technology, but university, my I did chemistry and French, um, which is a bit of a weird combination, but I think the idea there was really to show that I could have um, my brain worked in both ways, creative um, and logic. I did that and then I ended up in, my first job was a laboratory manager, actually, and then I got uh, told that I was better at sales than in, uh, chemistry. So, <laughs> so they sent me into sales and off to Singapore for six years, uh, working for a Swiss multinational company and then I had enough of the corporate world and wanted to do my own thing. I, I've always had a little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and you have to I guess if, if you're doing startups and so um, you know, I got talking to a guy back in my hometown who had this concept so I moved back home and uh, we started Q Jumpers, and it's been all go since then. Well, that's an amazing story. There are not very many 15-year-old African tracking systems and New Zealand is an interesting market. You've been poking around trying to get started in the United States. What are you discovering about the United States? Well, the United States, it's a massive place and it's not a country. It's really a whole lot of different countries and they do things differently in, in every state, basically. And that's something I learned when I was in Asia. I was looking after all the Asian countries. And Asia's not Asia. Asia is a whole lot of different countries and cultures, and they do business very different. And so when we came to the States, we actively tried to work out, okay, how is business done here? And how is business done in this state and even this city? And you know, we launched in, in Texas, in Dallas, Texas. And one of the reasons you know, we chose Texas and Dallas is because Texans do business a little bit like they do in New Zealand. You know, relationship is very important. It's, it's who you know. Yes, you've got to have a good product and it's got to solve the problems you need, but you need to know people and, and they have to trust you and know you. So that was you know, one of the things is Americans, big culture is very different everywhere and the laws are very different every year and that impacts the product that we're making. If you've got different privacy laws and, and data laws in, in, in different states, it makes things quite complicated. And there's a lot of laws that impact the technology in the states that are not so back over here in New Zealand. So now tell us a little bit about what QJumpers does. It's an interesting name. So tell us about the name and then tell us what you do. Yeah, the name's an interesting question. And we did a lot of research before we came to the States to see whether or not we should call ourselves Q Jumpers over there. 
And pretty much the research came back here, yeah, maybe 50% of people will get it and 50% won't. But just about everyone said, oh, it's quite a quirky, cool name and it's very memorable. So we went with that. We said, okay, let's keep it memorable as the most important thing. But where it's come from is, I mean, the goal of our product is to help our clients to find and hire the best talent faster than anyone else. And when you say faster than anyone else, what we're talking about there is jumping the queue to get the best talent. Now, the queue is probably an English background word rather than an American background word, and most people know it, but some people don't. And, you know, it's jumping the line or jumping the queue. So going straight to the front of the line to get the best people. And that's you know, the whole idea of our system is to help our clients using our tools to get to the best people before their competitors do. That's great. That's great. So what's the big question that you're trying to answer at Jumpers? Well, we've always, since we started, you know, we've always had in the back of our minds that recruiting is a real hassle and not many people like to do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we don't like doing it either. So you know, our big question or the big goal was, okay, what if we don't have to do any work in this recruitment thing? What if the right person for this job were just presented to us? And then you don't need to worry about all this advertising stuff. You don't have to worry about managing all of these applicants, et cetera, et cetera. And, I mean, that's still everything that we're doing is trying to achieve that. So, yeah, the big question, you know, how can we help our clients to do that? How can they find just one person, but the best person for their job as quickly and efficiently as possible? You know, key things to that as well. You know, our system has been built as a collaborative system from the start. And New Zealand is, we call it a DIY, a do-it-yourself kind of a mentality because, you know, we're miles away from anywhere else in the world. And back in the old days, you couldn't just get on the internet. Even phone was, was pretty sketchy back in the day. So we kind of evolved out of having to do things for ourselves. You know, if there's a problem, you can't rely on anyone else. You just do it yourself. You work out what the answer is. And so that's how, I guess, the whole thinking of New Zealanders are. It's like, okay, if there's a problem, don't rely on anyone else. Just sort it out. And so, you know, our problem in New Zealand was with recruiting. Your hiring managers want to get involved because, you know, they've got that, yeah, DIY mentality. I want to do this recruiting myself. I can't rely on anyone else. And so hiring managers in New Zealand are very involved in the recruitment process at at an earlier stage, way earlier than they are in, in the States. And so we had to build our system from the start so that a hiring manager could get onto our system and do the same thing as a recruiter does. And that's how can the hiring manager who hasn't been trained in recruitment get to the best person as fast and easily as possible. And now with this whole COVID-19 thing, collaboration in technology is essential. And we see even before COVID-19, you know, we saw that the states were starting to, to go t- more towards a, a collaborative type technology adoption. But since COVID-19, it's not just moving to it, it's essential. If you've got people working from home, people don't have offices anymore then you know, collaborative type tools are essential. And you know, we believe that how we've built it from the start, maybe a little bit lucky, but I think it's ideally set up for the market now. That's interesting. So do you think that the underlying technology is AI? Is that what you call it? AI is an interesting question right now. And with this COVID-19 situation, I think it's made everyone stop and think for a minute. We, you know, Q-Jumpers, other suppliers, recruiters, 
everyone was caught up on this hype of AI. And you know, I think most people didn't really know what it did, to be honest, or how it worked, more importantly. And they just like, yeah, AI is cool. Let's get AI without really knowing too much about it. So I've stopped our product roadmap because of COVID-19. And you know, we've been having team meetings and saying, okay, this was our product roadmap. COVID-19 has happened. Should this still be our product roadmap? Because you know, things have changed dramatically in a very short space of time. And for us, yes, we do have some AI tools and we used to market AI tools, but I don't think people want AI. People want the solution that AI will deliver. And the focus, I think the focus now going forward is let's stop all this crap about talking about AI. It's all due to me to help me get the best applicant, the, the best person for my job. And can I trust the technology? I think is important. And we've got a tool which we built for the um, US market. It was a search tool. And it was a combination of lots of, well, lots, a few different technologies. You know, it was combining uh, resume parsing technology, which uses AI in there. And then you know, what it would do, it would parse a, a resume. It would use natural language processing to actually try and understand what the person meant when they were talking about themselves in their resume. And then our tool would go out and search the web or well, when a client loaded a job, would do the same thing. It would parse the job and work out, okay, what kind of person is this company looking for? And then it would search the web to go out and find those skills and experience and, and job criteria using different parts of the AI. But I don't think the AI is so important anymore. I think the results are important and making sure that it's solving the right problem rather than you know, the whole AI itself. I don't know, you've been delving in AI for a long time, John. What are your thoughts on well, well, let me ask you the let me ask you the question in another way. So, what everybody is about to experience is a massive increase in volume of applications. Right, those thirty million people who got laid off are all going to be applying for a job at your company, and so you need some method for sorting out who the right person is. And I would assume that yep. the tools that you use to figure out who the right person is are a combination of sort of old-fashioned search engine technology, natural language processing, and some machine learning. Because that's, as I understand it, the best way to get the most accurate result in a search is to combine those things. Because the matching of somebody's resume to somebody's job description is way more complicated than asking Google what the weather is in New Zealand. <laughs> right? and, so, and, and so to handle the complexity of both the query itself and the search results and having some capacity to make sense out of the search results means using what I would consider AI. And so actually what I'm seeing is not that people are not talking about AI, but they're talking about AI to solve very specific problems. And the volume of inbound resumes is one of them. There are other things that AI is being used for, like conversational access. You know, the HR department has gotten buried in questions because everybody's got an HR question today as they move home to do work or they get furloughed or they get laid off or they catch the disease. Everybody's got questions. And so HR is buried in questions. And so there are tools that help answer questions. And that kind of intelligence is in heavy demand, as is the kind of intelligence that helps you sift through a great big pile of resumes. Yeah, correct. And 
you know, we've gone back to some of our old school technology, actually. You know, we've gone back and revisited our old screening questionnaires. That's got people get scored based on how they answer the question without any AI whatsoever. We've gone back and improved those as well as, you know, looking at how we can do that automated matching that you're talking about right there, applicant matching applicants to the job. Mm-hmm. using the technology we've already got built in our system. But we were, in our roadmap, you know, we were looking at AI and video screening technology, and it, it sounded pretty cool, but I'm not sure that we know if the technology is there yet, and I'm not sure that people want that right now. I think what they want is, you know, like you say, the number of applicants is going to skyrocket, and what they want is just something that can help them to get through those volume of applicants as quickly and easily as possible. Forget all the cool stuff. My problem is I've got too many applicants. How can I just find the best one or the best ones as soon as possible? So some of this cool funky chicken stuff, we're kind of put on the back burner for now and just making sure we're doing the basics that can help our clients get to the best applicants as fast as possible, making sure we're doing that as good as possible. And then we're also revisiting the candidate experience, all the technology behind that, the collaboration tools, the managing of the processes itself. Just it's kind of you know, back back to the future, John. It's you know we we were in that position where the applicants had all of the power. Uh, there were so few applicants, <laughs> you know, it's so hard to find the right people. But now turn on its head in a very short space of time, and the problems are different. And so I think technology suppliers need to to stop and think, okay, what is the problem? How do we solve that problem? So there are a lot of people in the business that you're in. How do you show that you're different from the rest of them? What what are the things that really make you different? And how do you prove that when somebody wants you to prove it to them? Yeah, that's tricky. And and that's that's one of your original questions. It's one of the hard things of entering America. There's so many suppliers. So many people doing similar things. Now, I think in our market, you know, the small to medium-sized market, I think we do offer a solution that no one else does. I mean, the fact that you know, we've been built for collaboration from the start is, I think, a huge differentiator. I mean, with COVID-19, I think collaboration is even you know, more important than ever. And then if you add on top of that, we were the first to fully embed an AI web search tool into an ATS solution. I'm not sure if there's anyone else doing it in the SMB sector right now, but really sure that there's no one built for collaboration and offering, you know, the search tool in the same system. We've got the search, we've got job board integration, we've got talent pools, we've got career sites, and it's built for collaboration. I think it's a pretty powerful combination when it comes to sourcing and managing talent in that recruitment process. Because we still have even more so now, it's a game of two halves really. We've got the talent split into two different sides of it. You're still going to have really hard to find talent and you're still going to need some sourcing technology for those kinds of people. And then you're going to have the volume applicants. And some businesses, they need to recruit both. You know, with our solution, you can. Got it. So there's all sorts of ethical stuff inside of the business of hiring, from bias to privacy. What do you think the three big issues are, and what does Q Jumpers do to work with those issues? 
Yeah, those are big questions and really important questions. And there's a lot of data that's been collected. I think it's one of the biggest issues is, I mean, you look at what Amazon did in, in trying to leverage AI to recommend the best applicants for the job. It was called technology, but was flawed. It was recommending based on previous experience. And if their previous experience was biased, then their, the applicants that the system recommends is going to be biased too. So, you know, when you're talking about working with AI and new technology, it's something that concerns me. Recruitment should be about best person for the job, no matter what, hands down. And the technology needs to be used to eliminate the bias, uh, not introduce the bias. So it's important that testing is done, uh, regular testing is done to ensure that. Another thing is, you know, with all, all of the data that's being collected, recruiters are getting access to more and more information. And if they don't know how to use it properly, then you know, it could have negative effects on their recruitment. You know, it could be limiting opportunities for candidates if they restrict their, their search to only certain areas or not knowing how to use the data properly, then you know, we could be helping recruiters to recruit worse and not better and, and candidates could be missing out on um, jobs that they're well suited to. So you know, it's similar to the first question of bias, but this is really about you know, recruiters knowing what to do and, and how to handle data. There's a worry and training needs to happen. Whoever you know, we roll out our system to, we need to be training them. Okay, this is the data that we're collecting. This is what it's used for. This is how you can use it. This is what it can tell you. You know, I think that's really important. So you have a training program for people to help them with these ethical questions, yeah? Yeah, you know, when we introduce a, a new system, it's core that we train them on all the modules, but we spend a lot of time training them on the talent pool because you know, we don't collect just the best applicants' information in the talent pool. We collect every applicant's information that's been approved by the applicant. And so when it comes to that, it's important that they know how to use it. Otherwise, they're just going to get a massive data dump and it's going to become overpowering and just be a useless big dump of data. So, yeah, we train them on how to use the talent pool. We, we train them on how to use the search and match module, the AI web search tool. You know, we tell them how it works, what it does, how it matches people and how they can change it themselves to um, introduce more different types of searches, specific information that they're looking for as well. So training's key when you implement a new system, especially nowadays with so much technology and the engine behind it. So last question. You're coming to the United States. It's a very interesting market right now. How's it going? COVID-19's put a real dampener on the whole scene. People have stopped hiring. And I remember we were talking maybe a few months ago and we were saying, hey, the unemployment rate is going to go from a 50-year low to above 10, 12%. And I was thinking, wow, that's ridiculous. That's crazy talk there, John. And it's gone above that, <laughs> isn't it? And it's maybe going to 20%. Uh, so... If people aren't hiring, then it's harder for us to go out there selling our system. But what we're doing is you know, we've introduced a, a new path to our system where people can go on and, as a single user, use our technology for free. Oh, really? Yeah, this just to help people get through COVID-19. I mean, not everyone won't be hiring, and, but we want to help you know, some of these smaller businesses come out of COVID-19 and get back on their feet and you know, we've got a part to our system that's easy to adapt and help them so yeah we've decided it's okay we've got this opportunity let's help America get back on their feet especially small businesses if, if we can small medium sized businesses if we can help them get recruiting again it's going to help everyone do that's that. great the New Zealand DIY design ethic makes huge uppers extremely easy and intuitive to use 
So it's great. You can go online and get a single user license for free for some amount of time. That's a fantastic way to start taking advantage of the changes in the marketplace. Good yeah, idea. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a way for people to learn about Q jumpers as well, obviously. I mean, we want people to know about Q jumpers. But I mean, the end goal is people's focus has changed with all of this. I think everyone, you know, that stay at home has made people reevaluate their entire lives and how they do things. And people are more important. People are more important than money. You know, people are more important than business. Helping people get back on their feet is the key. If we can do that, yeah, maybe people remember us later on. I don't know, but um, ultimately, it make people happy again. That's great. So I really appreciate you taking the time to do this today, Simon. Would you please reintroduce yourself and tell people how to get a hold of you? Sure, yeah. So I'm Simon Oldham from Two Jumpers. I'm the co-founder and also CEO. My, I'll give you my email address directly because I love talking to people and if there's anything we can do to help. So my email address is Simon at qjumpers.com, q-j-u-m-p-e-r-s.com. If you wanted to talk to the salespeople, then it's just sales at qjumpers.com. Yeah, we'd love to talk to anyone. Thanks. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this, Simon. We've been talking with Simon Oldham, who is the co-founder and CEO of QJumpers, a remarkable do-it-yourself New Zealand applicant tracking and candidate management system. And you've been listening to HR Examiner's Executive Conversations. We will see you back here same time next week. And thanks again for doing this, Simon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, now. John. Bye.